I'm Kyle Rice, awful test taker turned physical therapist and standardized test coach for over 5,000 physical therapists worldwide. It wasn't that long ago that I struggled with anxiety, lack of confidence, and the fear of failing the NPTE. Fast forward through the challenges, the 13 standardized test failures, and many lessons learned, and you'll see the life I have today, a life filled with love, financial freedom, and a dream job that allows me to change lives every single day. I created the NPTE Clinical Files podcast to give you simple, actionable strategies along with a step-by-step walkthrough of NPTE-based questions. All of this so that you can dominate your exam like I did and achieve your dream. So if you're a driven PT student who's looking to pass the NPTE and start creating a life you love, you're in the right place. Enjoy the show. For this week's clinical file, we have Priya, and Priya is being evaluated for lower back pain with symptoms radiating into her right lower extremity. The patient's diagnostic imaging shows an L3 intervertebral foraminal encroachment. Upon examination, which of the following is the least likely to be observed? So we have A, normal hip flexion strength, B, diminished sensation along the distal anterior medial thigh and knee, C, three plus knee jerk reflex, and D is intact vibration sensation at the medial malleolus. All right, let's go up to the top of this question. And before we jump into it, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of you who have continuously listened to this podcast, have put up so much support, even reviewing this podcast. I want to thank each and every one of you. Oh, and don't think I don't know. There's quite a few of you who have put your classmates onto this. You have talked to your faculty members about this podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. All right, let's jump into this question. It says Priya is being evaluated for lower back pain with symptoms radiating into her right lower extremity. Let me stop for a second. So lower back pain, pretty straightforward. Another name for that that could come up on the MPT is lumbago, all right, with symptoms radiating into her lower extremity. So already I'm starting to think like, hmm, we could potentially be having a facet issue going on here. As we see, as we read down a little bit further, it talks about foraminal encroachment. We'll talk about that more in a second. But even herniated discs can press on the nerve and have symptoms going down into the leg. And so that first sentence is pretty general right now. It's not giving me any guidance to what type of pathology is likely. We're just straight up reading this lower back pain, symptoms radiating into the right leg. Gotcha. Now it says the patient's diagnostic imaging shows an L3 intervertebral foraminal encroachment. Okay, big freaking names right here, medical jargon, but really all we're talking about is a patient is presenting to us with lateral lumbar stenosis at the level of L3, meaning that there is some type of bony overgrowth that's growing into where the L3 nerve comes out. So bone is really compressing the nerve. It's pinching it. Now, that's not the only way we can have that happen. It could be a herniated disc that's protruding out and pushing on that nerve as well. It doesn't really say here. It just says diagnostic imaging shows an L3 intervertebral foraminal encroachment. So all I can tell you right now is the L3 nerve is being compressed or pinched by something. 
All right. Now, as we continue to read, we go into the last sentence of the question, also known as the question stem. It says, upon examination, which of the following is the least likely to be observed? Time out for a second. You see how this question asks for the least likely. Be careful because you're most of the time seeing questions that are asking you what is the most likely to be seen? What is the most likely the therapist would do? That sort of thing. All right, so keep that in mind. For those of you on the podcast right now, let me read through those answer choices again. So we have A, normal hip flexion strength. B is diminished sensation along the distal anterior medial thigh and knee. C is three plus knee jerk reflex. And D is intact vibration sensation at the medial malleolus. All right, so let's go down each one of these answer choices, breaking them down, looking for which of the following is the least likely to be observed. So A says normal hip flexion strength. If I have a patient who presents to me with an L3 nerve root compression, would I see normal hip flexion strength? Now, some of you may say, well, I don't know about that because I know that the psoas can be innervated by multiple nerves that come out of that lumbar area. But the major myotomes that we typically see in most textbooks is like an L1, L2 for the hip flexors. And so even though psoas can even get a little bit of innervation from that L3, Do we expect our hip flexion to be weak here? Do we expect it to be normal somewhere in between? And I would say, ah, you know, this is kind of hard because when I'm testing hip flexion, it's typically the L1, L2 myotome, which should be okay. There's no issues here. The question doesn't say anything about L1 and L2. So normal hip flexion strength, I'm going to say, you know what? I am likely to observe that. That's not the correct answer. Remember, in the question, it's asking for the least likely to be observed. Normal hip flexion, it's more L1, L2, myotome. And so I'm going to put an X next to that one. Let's look at B. B says diminished sensation along the distal anterior medial thigh and knee. Ooh, all right. So this is going down the route of dermatomes right now. And I know for some of you, you're like rolling your eyes at me. You're like, oh, here we go, Coach K with the freaking dermatomes. And every book says something different. (laughs) Trust me, I got you. I know, I know. One of the ones that I use as far as like a resource for dermatomes is the McGee textbook. And the McGee textbook does talk about how the L3 dermatome is going to be in that medial knee region. It may even have some that kind of bleeds over to the anterior side of the knee, but a lot of it is on the medial side of the knee. And so this whole diminished sensation along the distal anterior medial thigh and knee, it makes a lot of sense to me. That is the L3 dermatome. And we said the L3 dermatome or the L3 nerve root, I should say, is compressed right now. So do I expect to see diminished sensation along the L3 dermatome? Yes or no? The answer to that is yes. So B can't be the right answer. Hold on, hold on. I know some of y'all selected this, but remember the question's asking for which one is the least likely to be observed. B can't be the right answer because I do expect that. Y'all still with me? Hold on, don't beat me up yet. Let's keep going through these answer choices. C says three plus 
knee-jerk reflex. Let's break down this answer choice real quick. The knee-jerk reflex is really known as that L3 reflex, right? It's where you hit the patellar tendon and you get that knee-jerk motion into extension. Now, here's the thing. We know what knee-jerk reflex is now. We know that it's related to L3, but here's the question. What about the thing where it says three plus? What does that mean? I mean, we're talking about deep tendon reflexes right now and the DTR scale. What does a three plus on that scale mean? You should be saying, well, that is a little bit on the hyper reflexive side. This means that there's increased excitability hyper-reflexive. Is that something I would expect to see in a patient with an L3 nerve compression? And I already see a lot of y'all like, no, I would see it being diminished or sluggish or even absent. I would expect to see maybe a one plus or a zero. That would be more consistent with L3 nerve root compression. So do I expect to see a three plus with this patient? No, I don't. But guess what? I'm circling this right now as the right answer because the question's asking, which of the following is the least likely to be observed? Mm, I think C is the least likely right now. Let's go down to D. Hold on. We're not done yet. Don't get all cocky on me like, we done, coach. No, no. Hold up a minute. D says intact vibration sensation at the medial malleolus. Intact vibration sensation at the medial malleolus. Yeah, we do test for this as a part of our sensory testing. And we use a tuning fork for this. You remember that, right? You bang tuning fork and you put the piece right on the bony prominence, in this case, the medial malleolus. So my question to you is, would I expect to see intact vibration sensation at the medial malleolus? when the patient has an L3 nerve root compression? The answer to that is yes. And I'm seeing quite a few of y'all that are saying, that's L4, that's L4. And you're exactly right. The L4 dermatome is what runs into that medial malleolar region on the medial side of the foot, and it runs all the way up to the big toe. So really, Vibration sensation testing at the medial malleolus is hitting more the L4 nerve, not L3. I would expect that to be present. I would expect intact sensation at the medial malleolus because the question says L3, not L4. So I'm going to go ahead and put a big X next to D, leaving us with our final answer of C today, y'all, 3 plus or a hyper-reflexive knee-jerk reflex. Bam! All right, now, for those of you who got this one correct, congratulations. It wasn't an easy question, it really wasn't. Even for those of you that are like, bam, I knew that answer. This really wasn't an easy one, so definitely congratulate yourself. For those of you who got this one wrong, like I said, it wasn't easy. There's a lot of stuff that we have to kinda dissect here, and then we have to really understand these answer choices well in order to feel confident getting it right. So in this question, you know, we just had a patient with lower back pain and symptoms into the leg. But one of the things that you really had to understand was what is an L3 intervertebral foraminal encroachment? What does that mean to me? And we've learned in this episode that that is 
the same thing is really saying we're having a lateral lumbar stenosis at the level of L3, all right? And it's compressing the nerve root, that single nerve root that's coming out of the spine. Now, would that create upper motor neuron symptoms or lower motor neuron symptoms? Let me ask that question again. If I compress the L3 nerve root, would that cause upper motor neuron symptoms or would it cause lower motor neuron? It is lower motor neuron, absolutely. So I expect to see more signs and symptoms like flaccidity or diminished DTRs, diminished deep tendon reflexes. I would expect to see a one plus knee jerk reflex instead of a three plus. Upper motor neuron symptoms would give you more hyperreflexia. And so that's the reason why in this question, the correct answer choice here was a three plus knee jerk reflex. We wouldn't see that if we're compressing the L3 nerve root. All right. And I hope that that understanding is something that helps you not to just understand, you know, what's going on with this case, but allows you to be able to apply it to future questions about spinal nerve root compressions and so forth. All right. So if you want to get better at this area, one of my recommendations is, first of all, look at your McGee textbook. They give you really nice charts for what are the myotomes? You know, what is L1 and L2 and what do they supply and what does L3 supply, both from a motor and sensory perspective? But also go into your McGee book because they really break down upper motor neuron and lower motor neuron signs and symptoms very well, but break down things like herniated discs and lumbar stenosis and what type of different signs and symptoms you may see with each of these common pathologies. All right, so McGee textbook is the way to go. Now, for those of you who are PT students or PT grads, you're studying for the NPTE this year in 2021. Let me tell you how I've been doing this for seven years, coaching students who struggle with standardized testing, helping them to not just improve their score, but absolutely dominate the MPTE. Go in there with confidence, knowing they're gonna crush it. Well, how do I do it? Well, I start all my students off with my free private Facebook group, where I'm just helping you to get organized as to helping you to identify your weaknesses and identify your strengths, helping you to develop a solid plan for yourself, but also, helping you to raise your score beyond what you thought was possible. Free private Facebook group is there for you. How can you get to it? www.mptegroup.com. Plug that into your phone right now and request access. And I got you. Again, www.mptegroup.com. For those of you who haven't gotten your free MSK cheat sheets, yep, I still got those available for you. You can go to www.mptecheatsheets.com and I got you. So whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, Ghana Overrate, wherever you're at, if you go into the show notes, you can click the link in there and get it. Hi, this is Kyle, and thanks for downloading the podcast. I always enjoy spending this time with you, and I hope that you leave today feeling motivated and with a better understanding. Make sure to subscribe to get new mock NPTE questions each week. I deeply appreciate your support. It helps keep this mission going. And as I always say, Keep learning, stay committed. I'll see you next time.